Hello. You all right? What? You all right? Sorry? I said, are you all right? <laughs> uh, exactly. What? Hmm. Let's hope this episode gets less awkward than that intro. But I can't promise much, as today we are going over a handful of mannerisms that British people do. We are joined with Harry to go over these behaviours that both of us picked up on, and we wonder if it's only the weird yet wonderfully British folk that do this, um, or is it everybody? So we put it to you to tell us if indeed this is just us, or if your culture does this too. You can get in touch with me on Instagram, but I highly recommend going to the website and signing up to the newsletter I send out as I give you my week's update with silly pictures, captions and native expressions that I teach along the way. And we can open up a dialogue in those emails or head to my Instagram, which is the British English podcast. Now, before we get going, I want to say that I am very aware that individualism will always trump stereotypes meaning we are all unique and although there are some general assumptions about a group of people, any individual can break away from those stereotypes. We all know that. But when I'm speaking with students in uh, the weekly speaking classes in the academy that you can easily become part of by heading to the BritishEnglishPodcast.com, they tell me how different their culture is compared to British culture. So let's continue to investigate the differences, shall we? And also stop introducing things and, and see for yourself, shall we, by jumping into this conversation with Harry. And uh, by the way, this was recorded pre-COVID um, and I had just arrived in Sydney, if you hear some things that confuse you. But yeah, enjoy. Yeah, let's get into it. Harry, how are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Yeah, very, very well. Going well for me. Um, I'm feeling, feeling, feeling pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It's interesting talking about culture because whenever it comes to British culture, we're always talking about how how weird we are, how indirect we are. Um and all these little behaviours that we do so that we don't offend other people. So it would be really interesting to understand if other cultures are like us as well. Maybe we're not the only weird ones around. Um, but I think it's really common in England to talk about how weird we are as well. Everyone seems to be aware of how, how strange the Brits are. So yeah, we do seem to be one of those nations. <clears throat> Yeah, I think that's that's right. And we've got a lot of Russian contacts and friends and students that really highlight this, don't we? Because it's it's an extreme, a Russian and a Brit meeting. It's two extremes. And uh, we tend to feel like the odd ones, which is maybe be- because we're the the one of compared to many and they're telling us we're weird. We're <laughs> but, the minority in the classroom, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we are painfully polite. But yeah, let's see. Let's see. So uh, have you got a scenario in mind to begin? 
This episode comes with a free worksheet over on the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. So grab that and you can listen along whilst using it. Yeah, okay. So I think this is a really, really good one to, to start off. Um, so the list is called What It's Like to Be British. And the first one we have is being unable to stand and leave without first saying, right. <laughs> Which is so Oh, true. wow. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're in a social interaction and you want to bring it to an end or like a meeting, uh, a phone call, anything where there's more than one person, you'd say, right. You say it like that, don't you? You go, right, right. Yeah, it's it's like I'm getting up now or I'm I'm bored. Let's move on with this. Let's take this forward. Come on. Pick up the pace. Yeah, exactly. I went to I went to uh, see some offices today in Sydney, um, some co-working offices. Far too expensive for me. But um, yeah, it was nice to look at it. And they told us about it a bit too long. And I just wanted to go on the tour. And at the end of his spiel, is it spiel or spiel? Yeah, people do say spiel, but I don't know. No, it's spiel, it's spiel. I think people do that for comic effect. Okay. Uh, Spiel means like his long talk. Um, And... I wanted to get onto the tour, so I said, right, should we go on the tour? Should we see, a, should we have a look around? To have a look around, to look um, in the area. So, yeah, I, I definitely used it there. Oh, right, OK, so you went, right, so uh, where, where is the actual workspace then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Good on you. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> you need to say that, yeah, to, to, hurry, to hurry someone along. You could say mm. to hurry someone along, so to make someone realise that you haven't got all day to hurry someone along. That's another way that we say that, isn't it? I haven't got all day, it's, but that's a uh-huh. ru- that's a rude way to say it. That's quite yeah. rude, isn't it? Right is is acceptable in many scenarios, but we also know you're frustrated. You're wanting to further the situation. Yes, that's it. Yeah, but it's acceptable. Depending on the tone and how you say it. Of course. Because that kind of right, like, right? How, how do you think you said it today? So he was like, all oh, right, so this is the general kind of space. We, we come here and uh, people work here, actually, quite a lot. Lovely space. Been open since 2009. Uh, yes. Right. Should we go on a tour? Okay. So it's like that. <laughs> so that right. Should we? Go on the tour now. Yeah. Okay. So that was a bit... So it was kind of like, I understand what you're saying. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And next. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, There's a classic example where dads are wanting to go back to the car and the family are saying goodbye. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So all the mums are saying like, oh, it'll be so good to see you next Christmas. And the dads are just like, come on, get in the car. And they're like, right, should we? Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's wait, that's not the dad saying goodbye to the family and see you next Christmas. It's saying we're leaving um, your uncle's house now, and we're going back to our house. Right, exactly. We better we better get going. Yeah. Right, Sue. Should we hit the road? It's getting late. <laughs> Very good. And nice language there as well. Um, to hit the road, meaning start your journey to get in the car and start driving home. Let's hit the road. Let's yeah. hit the road. Really nice language there. Um, yeah, I've, I actually had that exact situation. It's always, it's nearly always the man who instigates that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think the woman feels too polite or too like it's too rude. It's almost, I dare I say, it's almost the man's job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, normally in a couple, normally, not always, normally the man is the driver. And therefore he's the one thinking, oh, we need to get home before it's dark. Now is a sensible time to start driving. So, right. Shall we hit the road? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It would be funny if it was the other way around, wouldn't it? So, I, yeah, I guess in England, it's normally the guy drives. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's probably everywhere in the world still. The majority of countries still have this, that the, the guy in the couple drives because they want to feel in control of the, the relationship or secure. I certainly noticed that I, I want to drive Stacey around to just feel a little bit more masculine. It's, it's one of the very few things I can control. And being in the passenger seat makes me feel like a, a useless male. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Have you had that experience before sitting in the, in the passenger seat with Stacey? Definitely, yeah. And often Stacey likes to sing along to the radio or do some stupid dancing and stuff. And I feel like suddenly I've got to do this. I've got to be the sort of showgirl <laughs> doing some weird entertainment. Oh, instead, right. I just start talking about Elon Musk and she just falls asleep and crashes the car. Oh, dear. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, she mustn't fall asleep at the wheel. So you going, you driving is basically a way of preventing somebody falling asleep at the wheel exactly yeah very nice language there to fall asleep at the wheel nobody wants this my father once did it and uh he wrote off a car to write off a car means to crash a car so badly that it's it's too much cost to repair it to write off a car oh my god uh yeah he <laughs> He did this on the way to the airport and the airport is only 30 minutes away from our house. So he fell asleep within about 20 minutes of driving. <laughs> Thankfully, he, he was fine. He was fine. But he certainly made his sister wait at the airport for a long time. Oh, my God. He must have started dropping off like having just left the house. He was already half asleep. Oh, my God. Started dropping off. Uh, that's great. Really nice. So so you said uh, my father must have started dropping off as soon as he left the house. What did you mean? Yeah. 
So to drop off means to fall asleep. Um, so if you start dropping off, you um, you begin to fall asleep. Yeah, that's it. Um, so wait, did he? He didn't have a crash then. So he he just he fell asleep and he just told you about it. Oh, he wrote off the car. So he actually, what happened? He 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 went. Um, yeah, he fell asleep and drove straight into a road sign. So the 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 road. Um, bared round to the left, which is, again, probably rare vocabulary, to bear around mm. the corner, to go around the corner, not like a sharp turn. It's not a junction. It's just the road is bending one way. So you could say bare left or bare right. Um, so it was bearing left, and he just went straight into the hedge on the other side of the road. Straight into the hedge. Oh, dear. But he was lucky. He was lucky. Yeah. Yeah, he was lucky. Wasn't he? Bloody hell, Nigel. I'm going to have to have a serious chat with him when I next see him. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll read out another one for us. Do you know what your level of English is? If not, then how can you tell if you're even improving? Considering you are no longer a beginner in this journey, you should be doing everything you can to show to yourself that your hard work is paying off. To do that, you need to know where you're at right now to be able to recognise the progress in the future. So... I have a quick and easy English level test for you to take right now for free to instantly find out what level of English you actually have. Head to thebritishenglishpodcast.com slash test me or find the link in the show notes of this episode. Remember, if you want transcripts of this podcast, then head over to the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. Or if you wanted to join the Academy to continue listening to part two and three of this episode and get a huge amount of video lessons, pronunciation practice, quizzes, assignments, bonus content, and much, much more that will ensure you get comfortable using the advanced language in these episodes, then head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com. So it's uh, the concept of um, not uh, being able to hear someone or the, the problem after asking what, when somebody says something and you don't understand them, you say what or pardon to be more polite. You say, pardon? What, what was that you said? And they, they answer and you still don't un- understand. And it gets to the third time of not understanding that every Brit will say, ah, yeah, <laughs> as, yeah. A, as a hope to avoid um, any awkward interaction. Because f- asking what four times is apparently unimaginable. It is embarrassing. I remember we talked about this one before, actually, um, in a live lesson. And I told the story about when I was in an Indian restaurant and they asked if I wanted butter in my curry Um, and he's I asked three times for him to repeat because he has a very thick accent he said butter do you want butter and I didn't understand I was like what he said butter 
butter. And I was like, oh, hmm. Sorry? And then everyone in the place went, butter! And then I got it. What? The whole staff, they all shouted in unison, butter! They're only... There are only two two people who work there, but also a customer. I say everyone. It wasn't the, like a whole restaurant full of people. It's actually a small cafe, and there were there were there were three people who said it all together, basically. Um, butter, and that's what it was. Butter. Nice. So you could say all together or in unison. They're kind of synonymous. Mm, yeah. Nice. Yeah. In unison sounds sounds better, doesn't it? It's kind of. Quite elegant. We said it in unison. Um, what about you, Charlie? What do you What do you do? Do you pretend you've heard it, um, or do you just keep on asking? Uh, I've I've done both actually. I've pushed the boundaries. I've gone to the fourth realm, <laughs> the fourth dimension of uh, <laughs> of what? But um, <laughs> I I've also you know done the standard yeah i've actually done that sometimes (laughs) on the first one you know when you're not into the conversation you don't really care and they (laughs) they say something you don't understand you say uh yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yes and that's a good thing so if you don't understand something that someone said and you want to pretend you do that's a good word to say. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of get away with using that whenever. People will never say, what? What do you mean, exactly? <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if they've said something really different, then they might, actually, they might actually pull you up on it. To pull you up on it mm. means, what? what does that mean? Uh, to bring something to your attention, yeah, to, to let you know that you've you've said something a bit strange. Yeah, um, yeah, they 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 pull you up on it, and they would say, "You didn't hear me, did you? You didn't understand what I just said." Yeah, like if I'm telling Charlie, and that's why I think um, it's probably probably time to get a divorce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? What? What do you mean? I um just yeah what you were saying yeah I agree what was I saying <laughs> what, what what was I saying just know, just about you? your wife yeah yeah yes. soon to be ex-wife yeah exactly so I pulled Charlie up on that I pulled Charlie up on that yeah and then I and I just said um yeah what you were saying yeah, what you were saying, meaning mm. like, oh, I'm agreeing with what you were talking about. Yeah, if so, if someone asks you, what do you think of something, of an issue, and you don't know what the issue is, you can pretend and say, yeah, I, um, what, what he was saying. Like, Charlie, what, what, do you, what do you feel about the matter? What do you, how do you feel? Uh, um, but I, I, what he was saying, yeah, sounds okay. good. Sounds good yeah. to me. And you yeah. could get away with that. I, th- I think think sometimes that would work. Definitely, many school kids do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet. Did you used to do that in in school? Do you think um, when you weren't listening? 
Yeah, what what John was saying, he sounded sounded <laughs> spot on. <laughs> yeah, I remember my French teacher. She had it in for me. She hated me. She had it in for me. She didn't like me, um, and she would always throw the ball to me and make me say um, my name and where I'm from in French. And I'd always, I'd never know the answer. But you can't really say, yeah, what he was saying. <laughs> Unless, I should have learned that in French. That would have been good. Yeah, that would have been good. But you can't do that with your name. If she only wants you to say no. your, your name <laughs> and where you're from. Unless, unless there is another person in the class called Charlie from, from Horsley. Then you could say, yeah, what Charlie from Horsley was saying. Yeah. <laughs> But I like yeah. that. She had it That's in true. for me. She had it in for me. So that, yeah, she, what, how did you explain that? I like the way you defined that. She hated, she hated me. You. She wanted to cause me problems. She knew I was no That's good. really good. Good expression, that. Charlie, I'm going to read out the next, um, the next weird behaviour that us Brits suffer from, Okay. And this conversation continues to go on in part two and three. Uh, Part two continues with the mannerisms that we see as particularly British. And the next one is very accurate. And after living in a handful of different countries, I reckon this might be a particularly British one. I'd love to hear your thoughts, though. Um, And then in part three... Harry and I play an expressions review game, so you get a really nice recap of all the useful language. And this is all accessible for Academy and Premium members, along with the transcripts, extended glossaries and flashcards of this episode. So, I will see you in part two to get into the next fantastically British mannerism over on the BritishEnglishPodcast.com. But hey, if not, I'll say thank you very much for listening to me and Harry. My name is is Charlie, Charlie Baxter. And um, I'll see you next week on the British English Podcast. Mm-hmm.